I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the Junk Time Alpha podcast round 12, 2022. We're coming to you from Wayne Jackson Studios. My name is Michael Chamberlain and joining me is a man. Who is furious about the headbutt on Friday night? It is Adam Rosenbachs. Uh, g'day, Michael. G'day, junk timers. Look, it's, it, it was a it was a throwback to a, a bygone era. We have not seen the headbutt, the Geelong Western Bulldogs game. It got feisty at three quarter time. There was a little bit of push and so- shove, and we saw Bailey Smith. So he was in a bit of a you know push and shove with Zach Tui. A skirmish and. It was a skirmish, wasn't it? And and the players these days, they know that they can't do anything. So there's a lot of like pushing, sort of trying to sling someone while you've got hold of their jumper. You may rip a jumper, that kind of thing. And Bailey Smith and Zach Tui were face to face. And Bailey Smith has gone the headbutt. The headbutt. The headbutt on Zach Tui. And can I am just absolutely filthy at Zach Tui because, mate, you could have hurt... Bailey Smith's unbelievable good looks, and that would just be it. Would there'd be an asterisk on the season? Imagine if Bailey Smith broke his nose, he has to go in for reconstructive surgery, you know, he oh. comes out, and imagine he's just a little bit ugly. Imagine the thought, imagine the thought. Like, what would we have done if Bailey Smith turned out mm. ugly and then we had to, like, what are we going to look at when we go to train stations? Like, no, no billboards to look at anymore. Like, or, or which is like. A mangled face. So it's like instead of doing like ads that are classy for cotton yeah. on, he's like doing yeah. ads for like the $2 shop or something. <laughs> <laughs> not quite right. Or he's just, yeah, he's advertising like shoes so you're not looking <laughs> at his beautiful, beautiful face. And also too, he's been suspended for two weeks. They, uh, uh, The MRO, Michael Christian, has gone, this is not good enough, two weeks. Mm. And I just worry about what's going to happen to his beautiful, beautiful abs when he's not out there running the kilometres that he puts in week in, mm. week out. Like... Is there a chance that Bailey Smith could become slightly portly yeah, as sure. well as being ugly? Like this is just – this has gone downhill very quickly. You think – like he's suffered with, um, you know, anxiety and he's talked about that with mental health. He doesn't know a world where he's an ugly man. <laughs> the worst thing that can happen is that Bailey mm. Smith doesn't have the confidence to take off his shirt at every occasion. That is the worst yes. thing that can happen. Oh. Like I imagine, a like a, a funeral or a wake, he'd be mm, like, "Yeah, how long before I can take my shirt off? Like, what is the <laughs> yeah? What is the rule He's, of a wake? You know what? He he prays for a cremation, so it gets a little bit hot in there, <laughs> so he can get. He goes, Whoa, I tell you what, Uncle Jeff, it's uh, getting hot in here, Auntie Vera. I've got to get the top off, if you don't mind. Now, did you find it a bit interesting? I, I'm sure they watched it in slow mo. I mean, I'm not questioning Chris. Though. Why would I ever do that? Wouldn't dream of doing that. But it seemed to be like kind of a, a kind of a reverse headbutt in that he put his head on Zach's and then almost pushed away. Did you get that feeling? Oh, you, you didn't think he like brought him into him and then... No, oh, to me it looked like you... It didn't look like your classic headbutt. No, I think, I think it was more of the 
the fast action was on the way back as opposed to the way in. So how would that? But how would you headbutt someone properly? Well, you've kind of you've kind that? of put your head on their head, and then you kind of maybe push that way, like oh okay yeah yeah like, like a nudge sort of thing. I suppose so, a head nudge as opposed to a head. Oh, a head nudge, yeah. Okay, well, head nudge gets you two weeks. Headbutt probably gets you four. And you know what I liked is after the game when Zach Su- Zach Tui said. There's nothing in it. We're just, you know, it was a bit of push and shove. And what I loved that he proved that there was nothing in it when he got headbutted by falling to his, uh, like, falling down on his haunches and then getting up holding his face like someone had just head nudged him. And he but did that, have, that, that was nothing at the time. And he did have a bit of mark on, a bit of a mark on his forehead. But I also reckon, not to question mm. the courage of Zach too, I wouldn't dare during that mm. do that. But uh, no. I feel like he took a bit of a dive as well. Oh, you think he played it up? Yeah, yeah, I think he played it up. Like, and also, I don't think I think he made some comments about you know that's just a regular, you know, Friday night in Ireland. You know, like he made some kind of <laughs> comment like that. Which oh, I did he? Like, like, yeah, actually, because the that's headbutt is, isn't really a thing in Australia. Do you think? Not as much as it is, I would think, overseas. I mean, you know, it's obviously called, you know, the Liverpool kiss or the Glasgow kiss. So it's kind of, you know, when it gets its own name, you're like, well, that uh, I'd be I'd be quite scared in those cities. Do you feel like that's a soccer thing that they use their head more? Therefore, yeah, they kind of know what so. they can take with the ball. Like, and also, you know, think about those cold, wet days. You'd be playing soccer, and you know, be yep. hitting the forehead, and you know, you know how to position yourself for full effect. Also, too, if you're playing in soccer and you obviously can't get your hands up, is it an opportunity to give someone a headbutt while you're pretending to head of the ball? Oh, okay, that's is actually that an opportunity little play, yeah. Yeah, I, I, like I'd never thought about that before, but you're going next to someone, the ball's near me, I'm not going for the ball, bang, hit you in the side of the head, and you're like, what the fuck just happened then? A little bit like you could probably pretend to be trying to punch the ball out, but you can be punching the player. Yes, yeah, yeah, exactly, but you're using your head. Do you think, though, for for a headbutt, so you'd say that's at the the higher end of the scale of, you know, um, heinous acts yeah, that you can do I on think, the field? Uh, what would the, the whole trinity, do you think, maybe kicking, headbutt, spitting? Oh, I'd throw a bite in there. A what in there? A bite. Oh, a bite. I don't yeah. mind a bite. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So maybe you got your spit, you got your bite, you got your kicking. Would you prefer to be There's headbutted, bitten, spat mm. on, or kicked? Great aggressive question without notice. This is a real like <laughs> this is a fuck Mary kill right here. Okay, <laughs> let's take out let's take out spitting because I would probably prefer to be spat on. If you know we're talking about pain threshold and stuff like that. Now, and I'm talking about football field acts. Would you? Oh no, no, no! You got to, you got to put spitting in there because you're going to get a reaction out of someone when you spit on them. So okay. I think, I, th- I think spitting's at the top of the list of what you don't want done to you. It's not going to, it's not going to hurt you, but fucking hell, you're dirty up when you get spat on. I think, and and, and to put it in terms of football field acts, in terms of like you know they're not going to high mm. kick you to the head, but like if you got no. kicked by by a player or got bitten or by or got um uh, head butted. Like which one would you? Prefer? So do you do you mean like a kick, as in there, like uh, the the kind of quasi trip that turns into a kick into the shin? No, I'm trying to think. Oh, no, I don't think that kind of the, the old fashioned trip where people would get done a bit. But do you mean like a Satantaro helping Cameron Cloak at training kick yeah. up the yeah up the pupa? Yeah, okay. give that one. Yep. Okay. Um. I think I'd take a kick first because as long as it's not a head kick, I think I'd be okay with that. Yep, yep. One of my favourite uh, kicking events that I ever saw on a football field was um, 
So I was playing under 16s at Strathmore Footy Club. And we had this guy come uh, who played with us who was not a very good footballer. But like we went to school with him and he played at our footy club. And he was um, a, like a black belt in Taekwondo. So he wasn't very good in footy. And all the seniors were watching us play under 16s before they played their game. And so they were all standing there. And this guy gets into a bit of push and shove with this, you know, this other kid from another team. And he goes to spinning heel kick him. Awesome. And just missed his face with his boot. Well, I remember years ago, uh, Dermot Burton got charged with kicking. Uh, this is at Princess Park, maybe 1990, yep. I reckon. And mm. um, he got off. Um, he fucking did it. <laughs> like, I saw him do it. <laughs> like, he got in a scuffle with a North player, and then they headed off and he kicked him. And then they got to like another... How, like, kicked him where? Uh, I think it was, like, the on the calf, like, on the back of the calf. And yeah, um, okay. I remember seeing it. The crowd saw it. The trainer ran out, and um, yeah. they remonstrated again. And I think Dermy kicked five goals that day, and then got reported. So I think he didn't get the Brownlow votes. Um, but uh, But also it was, like... The code truly came in, like straight away. Yeah. It was like I didn't feel anything. Trainers yeah. like I didn't see anything. I, I, immediately, <laughs> I immediately ran out on the ground. <laughs> but um, well, see, see, Dermy also brought us the raking of the face with the boot. Well, yes, thing, which I don't think we'd ever seen before. And you know, there's always the ankle taps. There's the story about you know when you'd have your hand on the ground and people would like stand uh, on yeah. your hand with their boot and twist so to break fingers and stuff like that. Dude, dude. That was amazing. I mean, that, but if, it, if people don't remember correctly, it was um, Dermot Rutten standing on the head of Raiden Tallis back in a practice yes. match in Dermot's first year at Sydney. Because yeah. um, he said that... Did, uh, he get eight, did he get eight he weeks got, for that? I think he got seven or eight weeks, yeah. And um, yeah. Uh, the only reason that cameras were there because they were filming Dermot playing in Glenfrey Oval against Hawthorne for the first time. And so yeah. I really got picked up by a Channel 7 camera as opposed to, like, you know, an actual broadcast camera or anything. And then um, uh, what kicked it off is that all these young Hawthorne players were sledging him and he was like I fucking carried this team for a decade <laughs> <laughs> and so he tackled Radar and crunched him and then was like I was just going to give him a little bit more to go on with well that's the thing is that Talis was on the ground like uh, clearly hurt and then yeah. Dermy's just stood on his head and just raked his see I'd put, a, I'd put a rake above a kick but I'd put a bite above a rake yeah, okay. I think the bite is possibly the worst thing that could happen because unless it's on like a fleshy part of the body, but even then you're a bit like, oh, don't do that. How many bites what about, okay, I mean, we, okay I'm, we've forgotten like, the squirrel grip. Where does the squirrel grip sit in all of this? Sheesh. <laughs> I mean, I, I know you pay extra when you go to massages for the for the grip, but well, I mean, you are I'd, on the footy ground. I mean, for me, I mean, I think mm. I'd be pretty hard to get. I think you'd actually need like Stewie low size hands to... <laughs> Oh, buckets. To cause any kind of problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. You know when Stewie, um, Stewie Lowe would do those photos holding like 24 eggs? They weren't yeah. eggs, man. They were <laughs> <laughs> so where, did, where does a squirrel grip sit in there? I think that would... I think it... Uh, would you prefer a squirrel grip or a, or a bite? I feel like... What if someone not... spat on your testicles? How about that? <laughs> I feel like if you get bitten, like, 
It's. I think it's going to be in your finger or something like that. I don't think they're going to bite your yeah. arm. Like I think it's scuffle. Yeah, and, I wouldn't have thought so. And it kind of you know if things get into your face, uh, you're trying to you know. Yeah, the only time like you might get a bite on the arm is if you have got someone in a headlock and they're trying to free themselves. But yeah. generally, it's around the fingers, like you know. Or a, what about oh fuck? What about an eye gouge? We've left the eye gouge out. Where does well, an eye I've gouge never, sit in all of this? I've never been eye gouge, so I don't really know. Like, mm. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I mean, if, if you're eye gouging someone, are you really eye gouging them? Like, you, yeah, you're really going the finger into the socket kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, you do that if you're a mobster or you're like, you know, you're trying to get yeah money off someone, but you're torturing them. Yeah. But like, if you're just in a kind of tussle, you're hardly going to try and rip someone's eyeball out, aren't you? Yeah, I would have thought so. Yeah, <laughs> it's not like it's not the Viet Cong. You're not gonna you're not gonna cut off someone's genitals and stuff it into their mouth because they ratted to the umpire. Dude, imagine that, like in the paper. It's like you know. <laughs> So and so out how many, five weeks. How many weeks for had that? Eye ripped out. <laughs> Although I'm sure people have had eyes knocked out during games and stuff. Yeah, I don't understand how the eye. Once the eyeball leaves the socket, I reckon that's probably time to leave the ground. <laughs> and also, what do you, what do you see? Like when your eyeball, if you've got an eyeball, it's not looking in the same direction as the other one. Does it split your vision? Like, are you? Is it actually better for football? Like, you know how they said Diesel Williams had fantastic vision. vision? Yeah. I mean, is that the And idea? if you don't have that, yeah, if you don't have that, then you're in the change room beforehand taking an eyeball out of the socket so you can see, you know, 270 degrees rather than 180. Well, yeah. I mean, it's the dream as an AFL player. It's like to literally yeah. have eyes on the back 360. of your head. 360. Like- yeah, exactly. <laughs> So if you if you want to be if you really want to be an AFL footballer, you got to commit to it and pull pull an eyeball out, mm-hmm. strap it to the side of your head so it can face backwards. Yep, yep, yeah. Yep. I always think that like um, I always think if an eyeball does pop out, like, mm. <laughs> but just like if it wasn't on a footy field, I'd just be like, oh, I'd get mud all over it too. Like, you'd be real, oh, yeah, you'd be concerned about that as well. Getting dirty. Oh, absolutely. Can you imagine, because you know how much it hurts when you get an eyelash in your eye. If you oh, dude, yeah. if you go to take a mark and then your face rubs against the turf and your eyeball's dragged underneath your body, I reckon that would hurt. Dude, anything eye-related. Like, uh, I was hearing Jordan, Jordan Ruffett, actually, talking to Dylan friends on the AFL website. And um, they're talking about how his eye, like, kind of filled up with blood, really. And... The was that the prelim that he got done in that, and then he kind of had yes, to I think so. Yes, yes. Then kind of was touch and go hope. about whether or not he'd play. Yeah, like um, I mean, it's obviously lasted another five or six years. But then even Mason Cox, like having like five operations on your eye, I'm like, dude, like yeah, anyone going near and your with eye? With Jordan Roughhead too. With Jordan Roughhead too, they said that you know he could potentially go blind during that grand final. But imagine that you know he plays in that grand final, which they won. But imagine you go. You lose, and it's a game that you went blind in. So the last game, that the only memory you have is of you losing a grand final. Like, that's a big yeah. risk. It was a double risk. Do you think they'd play pranks with him too? Like, they'd go, okay, if he did lose Absolutely. his vision and they won, and they'd be like, yeah. okay, mate, we're uh, doing the lap of honour now. Okay, <laughs> just go to your left there, mate. <laughs> Pranksters. <laughs> yeah, gotcha. Gotcha. Hey, we want to... Th- uh, Put out a big shout out to all our junk timers who came to the party with the. So we mentioned on the the show last week that there's a uh, Matani chicken salt ghost uh, beer from Big Shed Brewery out, and the junk timers, mate, they came as soon as they knew there was a Matani beer. They fucking came for us. Yeah, dude. We um 
we I think we spent about 25 minutes talking about it last week. Uh, we had a yeah. whole bunch of tweets and messages. Thank you, everyone. We had people go down and sample the product. Yes. Um, they said you can... It's got a, li- a light hint of chicken salt. Like, it's not overpowering, obviously, but it's obviously delicious. Um, yes. And then also people did reconnaissance telling us that they actually do do live shows there down at the Big Shed Brewery. And so uh, we do talk about going to Adelaide and Perth and doing live shows. So Adelaide and Perth, keep on letting us know if you do want to come along because, um, you know, we, we'll we um, get enough kind of numbers going and we can, you know, book it in properly. And there'd be... Imagine the guests we can get for Adelaide and Perth. It'd be fucking amazing. Yeah, I think it's going to be great. So we just need to look for a basically we're looking for a Sunday, a Sunday afternoon where there won't be a Port or an Adelaide game, so we can you know maximise the people there. But it's going to be fantastic. We do have a shipment of Matani chicken salt uh, beer on the way, so we will be taste testing it live on the podcast. It'll be the first time both of us will crack a beer and see how we go. And hopefully it's a positive thing. Because what we're hearing is that it does have that Matani chicken salt flavour to it, which, I, you know, is going to be interesting but fun. Do you think this is a combined effort between... Like, who do you think Matani went to Big Shed or do you think Big Shed went to Matani? Like, I imagine... Oh, I reckon Big Shed go to Matani. Well, I figure, like, Matani don't need it, do they? Like, they're already nah, sitting mate. on a trillion-dollar empire. Mate. Like, you go, you can't <laughs> go chicken's... to Matani... Mate, they're chicken salt barons. They, yeah. they don't need this. They're, they're just helping. They're just helping out a, a struggling brewery in uh, just north of Adelaide. They're like, yeah, fuck, fine, man. Do what you need. It's kind of like they're doing a favour, really, aren't they? Like, oh, absolutely. Gonna... <laughs> yeah, they're helping. They're helping out a, a beer company. <laughs> um, actually, gonna have to break my diet because I'm obviously gluten free. So celiac. Oh, so to have a beer. I wonder if they have gluten free beer, gluten free matani. Chicken salt flavored beer. All right, mate. We can't fuck it. No, they don't. You can't have everything at once. But yeah, so uh, (laughs) it's going to be a big deal. Yeah, it's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to tasting it. I have no idea what to expect because you don't really want a salty beer, I wouldn't have thought. But when it's Matani, it's a game changer. (laughs) Hey, uh, do you know who's a dirty coward, Adam? I mean, I think we all know who the dirty coward of the AFL is. (laughs) It's been brewing for a fair while, hey. Yeah, yeah. And that the AFL had to call him that as well, I think. The um, the AFL have been trying to silence us for a while. Because we have talked about it a lot since day one of the pod, I must say, actually. I think in our first episode, we talked about it for 50 minutes. And then obviously Black Ops get in. They say, you know, it could become... Uh, defamatory and all that kind of stuff, and yeah. you know, well, I remember when he kicked his thousands, his thousandth goal. I ran onto the field and was shouting, "You're a fucking coward!" But I was too far away from him to. We had the, were we there? We were there. We had the big sign saying it was mm. about ten, fifteen <laughs> meters long, saying, "Buddy's," like, you know. I remember standing next to the the lady who was um sprinkling a. Uh, Grandma's ashes on the SCG or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. People got distracted. We were just right to, the, we were to the left of her. <laughs> yeah. <Same laughs> but also, people Franklin. didn't want to see our message. They were ignoring it. No. Head in the ground. They were ignoring it. Yeah, I mean, when they when the AFL lit up that thing that said one thousandth goal, mm. we also had a flare and a thing lit up next to that that said, "Buddy's a fucking coward." <laughs> so it was during the uh, tribunal case on oh, like Tuesday, was it? Yeah, I think it, I think it was Wednesday. It got delayed for some reason. And the counsel for the AFL, who were essentially mm. the prosecutor, I suppose. Uh, yep. What, what was the full term? Did they they said it was a cowardly act? Yes, they said it was a cowardly act. So basically, because both QCs went hard, they said that Trent Cochin 
won't, and I fucking hate this phrase. They go, oh, he won't get a, an invite to the Brownlow. He'll get an invite to the Logies. Yeah. And then he probably stopped and paused and went, fucking that is gold. Like he was working on that all day. It's like, fuck off, idiot. That's a shit joke. That actually annoyed me more than the um the coward one. Like the coward one, I didn't yeah, really I think of. Yeah, I, I, I was the same. I think you kind of phrase the coward thing in like, you know, Buddy's not a coward, but like, you know, you could phrase it as a coward, the act. You know, you could do that. Yeah. But then I just immediately thought, Okay, so invitation to the Logies, okay. And I was like, well, mm. I mean, the logic of that doesn't really work that well because, I mean, you d- yes, you do have actor awards at that yes. award show, but I'm thinking, mm. I mean, if you want a kind of more credible, I suppose, because they're popular choice, mm. and that's not to denigrate anyone who's won them or, you know, been nominated this year, Absolutely. but, you know, it's usually like a home and away star or something like that. The, You know, people who have... That young supporter base that, you know, vote for Logie Awards, things like that. So I was thinking, like, well, do you think this guy was thinking this as well? I was like, well, I'd, I'd actually would say you'd get an invite to the Actor Awards because they're like an industry peer-voted thing. And they have, I think, about I think they have about eight or twelve kind of acting categories. Right. All the uh, different I think I think you you're bearing down a little too deep here. Yeah, so, but I was, that was just the logic of it immediately to me because I was like... Well, you what? sound to me like a man who is bitter because he didn't win the best newcomer award. <laughs> when he was in that's what I'm. That's what I'm picking up from this. Have you been to Logies? Uh yeah, I think I told a uh, story a couple of weeks ago, um, where I went to the Logies and I was writing for Adam Hills, who was uh, hosting it one year, and I had to buy props, and the only way you could get in. So the Logies was to walk the red carpet. Oh, that's right. And I walked the red carpet with a shopping bag full of props. Yeah, sure. And you've never seen you've never seen a stand of more disappointed young people who are like, eh, oh, who's this fucking idiot? And bringing how, his own lunch. In. How long before the show? Like, were there people actually arriving? Uh, no, it was it was before that, but there were still people in the stand. So it was probably just maybe like half an hour before everyone had started yep. arriving. But you know what? I don't think I've ever gone to the Logies and sat at a table. I've been backstage working. Yeah, sure, sure. What were the props? Uh, I think we needed a can of spray, a can of gold spray paint. Because remember when John Wood had won like 15 silver Logies in a uh, row? Yep. And he was nominated for the gold and we had a can of gold spray paint to go, here's the can so you can spray a silver one gold. Yeah. Gotcha. It's a very good bit, yeah. Yeah, no, that's good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so it was, who was he hosting the whole thing or were you just kind of doing like a few bits with him? Uh, that is an excellent question. I think he was hosting just a few bits. He was yep. kind of like, because uh, remember they used to have people sort of floating in and out. and Rotating. Then he coming, yeah. had, a, yeah, he had a couple of bits that we'd written for. I find them. Be- I've been for what three times, I think. Whoa, big shot! But yeah, um, here we go. I find them entertaining in terms of like you have a lot of friends there, but also the point. And it's great fun. But the- I knew so many people there. I enjoyed it. Yeah, so it was more like um, the th- the problem with award shows is that they have to give out the awards, you know. So it kind of like just puts a dampener on everything. Um, and then also on top of that, the fact that they really didn't pay attention to anyone apart from like. Uh, from my experience, it was like McAuliffe or Bert, and then they pretty much not talked over, but mumbled over everybody else. See, is there a way to make it more entertaining? Like, how do you make the Brownlow more entertaining? Do you count the ones? Do you get rid of the ones? Do the ones the night before Sunday night? You've done the ones. We oh, just yeah. do the two, the threes during the account, just to shave it off a little bit, because it's just a tedious way to. 
sort of get there? Or do you do the count up until round 15 the night before and then you come out and you make it an hour and a half, last seven rounds, here we are. We start off, Patrick Cripps, number one, here we go at round 15. What's going to go on? I wonder, have they thought of, I mean, I'm sure they've thought about stuff like that over the years, but then I'm also thinking like if they have a big favourite or, you know, a couple of players who are in the mix and then they get to round 15 and they're no longer in the mix, do they go, well, you know, all those Collingwood fans aren't going to watch because they aren't going to see their player win the Brownlow? Do you think do you think the Brownlow still rates pretty well in Melbourne? Like, do you think people actually come to it and go, "Oh, mate, I've got to watch the Brownlow"? Because I, I actually genuinely almost never watch it because it's so fucking dull. I'll just check out the result the next night, the next morning. Oh, I reckon it's something I dip into. So maybe yeah. watch at the top and then maybe watch at the end. Yep. Um, but they've actually gotten much better at making it quicker these days. Um, yes, they do race through the votes, don't they? Yeah, yeah. But I think it rates about 700. Would that be right? But you know what? Okay, add, add a few more categories. Like if you had the coward of the year. Well, that's the thing. Because they do hand out goal of the year, mark of the year. Um, don't they yeah. do like a community award or something as well? Yeah, um, I think there is that. But if you had like most improved, if you had least improved. If yeah, you had sure. like, If you had like, you know what? Each club has to delist a player on the night. On the on live TV. Yeah, yeah. And so but also like like ten players line up. Okay. And Beautiful. Then, and then the coach has to walk up and down the line <laughs> just yep. looking them in the eye and then eventually push one in a pool. Right, I, I'm watching that though. If you if you're there, all right, so say North Melbourne get to the end of the season, they're two and twenty, right? They're yep. having a really bad year. They get to the end of the year. If they sack David Noble during the Brownlow, yep. I'm tuning in for that. They go, guess what, everyone? 16 of the current coaches are going through to next year. Stick around to find out which two aren't. And you're <laughs> like, I'm fucking in. I'm all in, mate. I'm all in. Don't worry about the votes. I'm watching that. And also, I like the idea maybe that um, it's a random thing. So maybe not David Noble's oh. on the cutting floor. Like maybe it's just like. I mean, a Chris Scott Chris gets the axe out of, out of nowhere. He's just Gonski. So yep. therefore, you know, like a team could win the premiership and the coach would be like, mm. you know, they're like, uh, you know, what are you, how are you going to plan for next year? And he, they'll be like, well, I don't know if I'm going to be here next year. Okay. So <laughs> I've got to, I've got to be a bit careful with what I say. Yeah. And you know what, you know how uh, we had Fev a few years ago, you know, he got a little bit, uh, a little bit pissed and, you know, kind of cost himself Committed 12 crimes sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Basically. But do you go... Because it's such a boring thing to watch everything so sanitised that you go, it's fucking, it's free piss, it's on. Fucking tequila, laybacks, whatever you want, shots, fucking party on. And then every at every round you interview a player. Yep. Who's, as the night goes on, more and more blind, people are saying harsher things. You go, what do you think of that guy? And he's like, he's a fucking idiot, mate. Fucking. And you're like, I'm watching that. Well, then why don't they do their blood alcohol level? So maybe you get... Oh, I love it. <laughs> I fucking love it. You so go, there's a winner for that. There's the winner of the Brownlow, and that's that's counting yeah, the votes. Yeah. And then, like, you know, after round one, round two, round three, they breathalyze right. all of the players, and they've got a yep, leaderboard. Yep. And so, you know, eventually, it. you know, and, and so-and-so could start off, you know, at, you know, point, oh, mate. point oh one. Point oh one. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And, like, they're going, gee, he's got a lot of ground to make up. <laughs> and imagine, you know, imagine you get to catch up to, you know, point two eight. You, yeah. you got to start flying by round fifteen. 
Um, and then at the end, you know, when they recap them, I mean, beautiful. Like, I mean, I, they probably need some help to get on the stage to get their medal. But um, <laughs> that's not the problem. <laughs> and then you know how they raise a glass of champagne at the end. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But then at the end, and then you know he, how like raises a glass of champagne and just fucking glasses Hamish. You know how they recap like the team leaderboard for each team at the end as well. Yep. Like they can be like, mm. uh, you know, Geelong uh, had a tough one tonight. You know. Yeah, yeah. The players could barely crack three figures. Um, <laughs> yeah, they got like, yeah, yeah. to look at like a good hard look at themselves. So I don't mind that. So you could also have like if they've got like an intravenous. Um, you know, needle into them. So it's live. So as you're watching the count, you're like, oh, mate, he's, what, he just smashed two pints? Like, he's fucking blind. And then also, what if they make it, like, the prize money? And maybe it can be mm. put up by Big Shed uh, Brewing, but the prize money yep. is, like, a lot of money, yep. like 10 million or something, or 50 million or something. <laughs> okay. And yep, therefore, yep. like, the players really want to win it, okay? Like, a, a proper mm. money, like, will you know, that will set you up for life. Yep. And then they have to decide, the two teams playing the grand final that week and have to decide do we chase this life-saving amount of changing the amount of money or do yeah, we it's not bad do we try and win the grand final <laughs> that's not bad that's not bad all right how about this right the afl says you choose you nominate a player and the winner he doesn't get a strike right so there's this three strike policy <laughs> and they put Sausages type lines down for the fucking the, the nominated player. Everyone's got a real good cokehead in their team, uh-huh. right? They put it down, and we're going to name go, them whoever, right now. Yeah, and whoever can smash. Yeah, you get if you're on two strikes, you win this comp. You get back to zero strikes. <laughs> so they put down like a gram of cocaine, and they like this massive fat line, and they like three, two, one, go, and whoever. Snorts it up first, loses all their strikes, and they're back. They're back to zero. I'm watching that. AFL, I think we've given you about seven oh, good hell. ideas to sharpen up the brown load. <laughs> yeah. Bloody hell. Fucking what more do you want? Get on to us, okay? Yeah. Uh, but the AFL I'll tell did, you what, who's... I, I was going to say, the AFL did come out and put out a statement about Buddy, now that we've got back to that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Because they're very strong. They're very strong coming out and kind of saying it very quickly. But they start off, I find this bit very funny. They go, there are no cowardly players in the AFL, let alone Lance Franklin. Now, AFL, now. Come (laughs) Come on, on, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Let's get real. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, as a Carlton supporter, I could name you a couple. Um. (laughs) He's the champion of the game, blah, 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 blah. Um, They said, Trek Conchin is premiership captain. One of the most respected leaders in the competition and has That's uh, also one of the most resilient hairstyles going around mm. in the game. <laughs> That's we true. mentioned that. But yeah, it's, it's funny. They did kind of backtrack very quickly. Do you think Buddy himself was actually very fuss? Um, I reckon if you're called... Uh, if, if something's called cowardly, yeah, I reckon you would be. I reckon mm. as a footballer, you'd just be like, uh, how's go fuck yourself sound? Like from a QC, you'd just be like, come on, mate. Yeah, true. Yeah. Yeah. No, I got you. Couldn't be happy with it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe he could just, maybe, I reckon for this QC, right, okay, his punishment, mm. okay, Yeah. Yep. to make amends, is that uh, they go and meet at the training oval on, um, mm. I think it's actually called Lakeside Oval up at the SCG, next to the SCG, and he, he has to run with the flight of the ball into Buddy. <laughs> 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 That's how you get revenge. I don't mind it. I'll tell you who's having a bit of fun in footy at the moment, Mike. 
Michael. The Fremantle Dockers. They yeah. are they're loving life. They're at the top of the table. They beat Melbourne, first team to knock off Melbourne this year. And they are having a fucking ball. Have a listen to this. For a team that's just very, like, they're just enjoying their footy, right? So Luke Ryan, one of the uh, superstar backmen of the Fremantle Dockers, revealed to 6PR Breakfast Show that teammates, and this is a good prank, seriously. When you got a prank, this is up there with uh, Key and Tuna. If you remember that, Junk Times, anyone who's new to the show, um, Brett Deledio once hid a teammate's car keys in a can of tuna. Now, we'll pause while you piss yourself laughing on wherever you are. He hid a key you know, I should, in tuna. Um, I should bring that up with him. I haven't seen oh, Lids. I haven't seen Lids for a yeah. while. Because as I'm saying, he lives about three houses down from mum and dad. Um, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, even though it's three houses down, like because mm. mum and dad live on an estate. Like it's still a yeah, true, still a half true, hour drive yeah. to get to Lizards. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you can you can see his place when you're uh, over in your chopper. I'm trying to think when I last saw him, I have seen him kind of recently, I suppose. But I should mm. I should bring that up. I should bring that up, or or should I wait wait at night or something for him to come home? Yeah, and like Break into distract the house. him, home and invasion. then grab the car keys, and yeah. then the next morning he comes out. There's a, key, a can of tuna on the front porch. Yeah, exactly. And he's like, they've got me. They, they took a while, <laughs> but they've got me. <laughs> they got me back. Uh, and it's in spring water as well. Now, am I right? Harsh. Am I right? No the key the didn't work in the end because it did get wet. Was that right? Yeah, I think because it was in it was in a tin of tuna. But it's still funny. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Even though you got to, you can't get home that night. You got to fucking get a new key or get the key back from your house. Everyone's still laughing. Gold. Yeah. So. Fremantle, prank level, ultimate. They said, um, so Luke Ryan revealed that teammates have been pranking skipper Nat Fife mm. by leaving burly footballs in his locker for the last few weeks, anticipating his return through the waffle. So, of course, AFL, they use Sharon's waffle. They use Burleys. They're saying, mate, you're going to be playing in the waffle, which he did this weekend. And they left the Burleys there and he would open it up and a Burley footballer fucking come out of the... Oh, fucking seriously. Like, he would open it up. Imagine this, right? Fife, he's just rocked up. He's just come back from a lot of serious surgeries, lost a lot of weight, put it all back on. He gets to the... You know, he's he's um, thinking about all the money he's made out of pirate life. He's just coming from a surf. He gets there, he opens <laughs> a locker, and a Burley ball, it just rolls out. He's just like, oh, you fucking... You scallywag, seriously. It's good to be loved. You know, I like here though. Actually, if you go through the comments, like there's actually quite a lot of the comments are just people tagging in us and two guys, one cup. <laughs> oh, is that <laughs> they, right? Yeah, they yeah, they definitely know that kind of stuff is in our wheelhouse. Well, it is. And why we do you need think? That kind of shit. Why do you think Burley is still holding on? Like, what do you think? Do you think Sharon makes a play to the waffle every now and then to say, "Hey, can we can we be the the ball sponsor?" Or like, do they? Wouldn't you want domination yeah, around really the whole country? Point. Yeah, it's just like they've got the, um, you know, they've got the contract in WA and they've kind of like, hey, can we have it in South Australia? They're like, no way, mate. We're not what, touching your fucking balls. What ball do they use in the sand for? Is it a sheriff? Uh, that, excellent question without notice. I don't know my sand for ball. Did they ever use a Ross Faulkner at a high level? Oh, that's a, another question without notice. Wow, we've, we've gone yeah. back and forth on this one. <laughs> I think it's safe <laughs> to say we don't fucking know anything. 
Yeah. So uh, Sharon was named after Tom Sharon, who we've never yep. seen. Have we have we seen Ross Faulkner? Has anyone met Ross Faulkner? Is okay. there a Jeff Burley? What is going on with all these fucking footies? You know Ross. what? When I was a kid, though, because remember, the only time you would see a Burley ball, because we didn't really get the waffle in Victoria or the Eastern Seaboard, was when you were watching a State of Origin game. And you'd yep. be like, oh, what's that ball they use? It looks a little bit different. And it was, if you're not familiar with it, Junk Timers, it has like a pebbled grip, almost like an American football. So it was a little bit easier to handle, I think, which meant that obviously Western Australian players could hold the ball a lot easier. And then when they came to Victoria, they were shit house because it's harder for us to hold the ball and therefore we're more skilled. Now, I'm trying to get onto the Ross Faulkner website, but I'm at work here and it seems to be that website's banned. Well, not banned, but blocked. <laughs> what goes on at Ross Faulkner? So I'm like, fucking hell, mate. You check out, look yeah. up rossfaulkner.com. Yeah. Uh, okay, rossfaulkner.com. Because I can't, I genuinely can't get into it. It's behind a wall or something. No, be careful. Okay. That, be careful that is a very... That, yeah, that is a very strange thing to block. Like, what has Ross? Has he got like? Um, has he got views on, you know, certain nationalities that people don't want to hear? Like, what is Ross? <laughs> is there a reason we don't use Ross Faulkner at the top <laughs> well, level? Well, it says here I can. Was I can Ross Faulkner was Ross Faulkner the choice of the Nazis? Well, it says here I can see um, uh, the kind of the I suppose the link it says Ross Faulkner, uh, home of One Touch, Australia's number one training equipment, training aid. Yes, so that is. So that is, I'm looking at the website now, that is the one where you wear, you wear like a baby Bjorn type thing and you can kick the footy and it's got the rubber attached to it and it comes back to you. So Australia's number one training uh, aid and then mm. brackets, it says stop the boats, which is weird for a football <laughs> company. It is, yeah. <laughs> so you got Ross Faulkner. Yeah, there's not a lot going on the, on the, um, on the website that I'm on. So... How much would you expect to pay? All right, so uh, standard. How much for a Ross Faulkner, do you reckon? Proper proper size five, AFL, Ross Faulkner, leather footy. How much are you expecting to pay Michael Chamberlain? Uh, uh, I reckon, I'm going to say Sharon's like 150. Yeah. Maybe a little bit more. I'm going to say Ross, I don't think 100. I think it'd be 80-ish. My God, you know your footballs, Michael. Oh, really? Eighty-two ninety-five for a, for a Ross Ross Faulkner. Now what's for with a the, what's with what's with the extra two ninety-five? Like, why isn't it just eighty or seventy-nine ninety-nine? I don't know. Probably the stitching. Probably. I'm still trying to find no. out though if he was an actual person. I'm going to presume he was. That's, I think you're pretty safe to assume that, aren't you? Uh you would. Yeah, you'd like to think so. Okay, that's maybe a bit of homework for us. To work yes, yes, we will do that because I can't find it. Doesn't like have you know Wikipedia page. I'll put in Ross Faulkner man and just okay. see if that comes up. But this is really just us googling while holding yes. microphones. So I yes. don't know. If this uh, is so most... no, I, I don't know if Ross, Ross Faulkner is an actual uh, person. And then do you think it's like a family business too? Like Ross Faulkner's kids took it over, and their kids took it over, and their kids took it over. Do you think the Sharon yeah, family still kind so. of have any involvement at Sharon? Uh, well, it seems to be here. So Sharon is from the... No one from the Sharon family ever played a senior game of football for Collingwood. So I think Sharon's associated with the Collingwood Footy Club. Mm-hmm. He you was know, a founding member of the Collingwood Football Club, Ross uh, T.W. Sharon. If uh, T.W. Sharon was playing a game and I was commentating and he marked it, mm. you know what I would say? Oh, fuck. What would you say? <laughs> <laughs> I would either say... Uh, mm. He had his name written all over that one. <laughs> oh, lovely. That's fucking nice. 
That is nice. And the other thing I would say, uh, I would say it's as if he brought his own ball today. <laughs> oh, fuck, that is good. See, I was thinking you might say something like he's grabbed himself by the balls. <laughs> but, yeah, no, you've nailed that. Do you think, do you think Sharon is like multi, multi, multi-million dollar company? Or do you think they're kind of like, they're fine? Or do you think it's like massive? Uh, no, I'd say they were just fine just because they're only, they're such a limited sport. Mm. Found you know, it's like we would be, if we were talking a world game, this podcast would possibly be the biggest podcast in the world. But because we're so fucking niche yeah. and we're so stupid that we know that we can't properly monetize it because we're idiots and we chose a sport that's only liked in pretty much the southern states yeah found it in um well if we want to do some alt right stuff i'm happy to do that i mean there's a market <laughs> for that. i know i know you've said that before we'll do a vaccination half hour uh 1880 yep. was when it was founded uh thomas william sharon uh one of nine children in a close family uh he did not follow his father into carpentry he opened up the factory in collingwood um and Passed away in 1912. Shit. Uh, the business left it to his nephew, John Sharon. So what do you reckon? So Tom Wills and the, and the gang, when they're starting up the footy, starting up, you know, AFL in the 1850s, yep. what are they using as a footy? Like, how are they? They just got well, like a pig's bladder was surrounded by leather, surrounded by pig. Here we go. I am a very well versed in this situation. So, Adam, mm. the, the, the ball dates back. Uh, to early days. Well, they, they says we kind of used a kind of like a uh, uh, bit of a lump of a ball, wasn't it, for the first kind of game. Uh, but then so what do you reckon? It was just like rags taped up? Or did they have tape I reckon actually, then? Like I probably actually together? wouldn't even be too far from that. But ma- maybe like a, a, a poorly, poor condition soccer ball or rugby ball. Yeah. But okay. I, think it was, I think it was more round though. Uh, but then... Uh, in those early games, the captain could uh, decide on the ball, and uh, Tom Wills was a very good kick of a rugby ball, mm-hmm. and so he liked to play with a rugby ball, which then kind of morphed into a more rounded um, football that we know today. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, a bunch of years later, he stabbed himself to death. So. <laughs> Sweet. A little bit of a light bit at the end there. <laughs> <laughs> That's good time. Anyway, the Dockers are having a little bit of fun putting the burly ball. And Nat Five did come back through the waffle and people were getting autographs from him at three-quarter time and running out onto the field and getting selfies with him. And it was the closest they'd ever got. And you could imagine as Fifey was taking those selfies and giving those autographs that he would have been absolutely filthy with security that anyone was allowed anywhere near mm. the brand Fife. I thought it was quite nice, actually, the way people were running around him. But actually, just scrolling back um, through the Tom Sharon website, uh, and they kind of have a bit of the highlights, like the first time the ball was sponsored, um, when they got new owners. Who got who were the owners then? Russell Corporation purchased Spalding. Oh, I suppose Spalding owned Sharon. Oh, that's um, disappointing to know. First through fluoro ball, and then it's got 2018 silver leather game balls. Sharon launched oh. silver leather game balls to be trialled at the AFLX. And it's AFLX, like, oh, there you I go. I don't know if that's worthy of the website, mate. Just <laughs> I'd keep that on the... Yeah, I'd, I'd keep that to yourself. <laughs> hey, some footballers in real life, man? Hit me, man. All right. 
Let me find the doc. Uh, from... Tommy. Tommy. Not two minutes ago, uh, as I was on the beach in Byron Bay with my dog, yeah. in my St Kilda budgies, uh, did I spot walking towards me but uh, Dara? Dara Joyce. Dara Joyce from St Kilda, VFL fullback. Okay, well, you know, VFL. <laughs> I, mean, I can't be across everything. The proud Irishman <laughs> enjoyed a sunny getaway on their bye week. Uh, I was quick to notice my budgies and noticeably hoped for a relatively painless meeting experience in which I just merely yelled his name at him and asked how he was going. Oh, that's nice. You always want to you always want to have a chat to someone while you're in your budgie smoking. And also, if you're a VFL player, you, you know, pretty happy that, you know, someone oh, knows who you are. Fucking oath, you're happy you got recognised. Uh, from I Spy Plum Pie on socials, Brody Grundy waiting for a coffee outside a cafe in Collingwood early last Friday morning. The right suburb for him to be getting a coffee in, I guess, uh, but didn't hear what he ordered. Unfortunately, oh, I think it'd be it'd be complex. I reckon a magic. Well, what's that one? A quarter latte or whatever? Have you heard that one? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I have heard them. I have heard them. I think yeah, it wouldn't be just your regular flat white. It'd have no. a bit of sparkle to it. There'd be some kind of nut milk. A temperature, Decaf maybe, uh, maybe, a, maybe a suggested temperature. Yeah, uh, you know, not extra hot because he's not in his seventies, but it would be like a, a lightly warmed. Definitely keep oat. cup. Definitely in a keep Magic. cup. Magic. Oh, you think? You think Brody's running the keep cup? Oh yeah, definitely keep cup, and definitely like a keep cup from like a charity, like that he has. Yeah, bought, okay. But it would be a charity yep, yep. keep cup. Yeah. Gotcha, come on. From Elise. G'day, Elise. It's my mate, Elise. Uh, my own recent football in real life was the unmistakable mullet and mo of Lockie Jones at Coles Port Adelaide. He was entering as I was leaving, so I can't report on what he bought, but he did have his reusable bag with him, so doing his bit for the environment. Ah, good, uh, on, good you. on you, Lockie. Uh, keep That's on sending him. Actually, we've been getting a lot of footballers in real life, guys, so thank you very much for that. It's very kind of you. And keep us abreast if you want to come to Adelaide and Perth shows. Just send us a little message just so we can kind of get an idea of, like, I mean, we have Numbers. been inundated, I must say. Oh, way. absolutely, absolutely. Like, yeah, we just need to be out of capital at like eight hundred. That's all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it depends. Like, yeah. I mean, if we do go to, if we do Perth show, I mean, we actually have to make sure that Optus Stadium is free, like <laughs> available <laughs> yeah. before we kind yes. of, you know, there's a lot, a lot yeah. of logistics. Hey, we're going to hit. Now the this road is weird. a bit where you, this is a bit where you normally say go Hawks, and can I just say? That as I was watching the last two minutes of today's game, which Hawthorne lost by uh, less than a kick, fuck, I was torn. Like you want Collingwood to lose, but fuck, I, you've become you've become worse than Collingwood in my eyes, and I never thought that that was possible. But it is God a bit tricky, damn, that isn't it? It is a bit mm. tricky that, like you know, say something like um, say like the grand final of twenty twenty. Mm. So. You know, you kind of go, ah, oh, you know, Richmond have won a couple, you know, good on them. But yeah. then you go, nah, but Geelong, like... But you mm, hate Geelong. Like, it's tricky, like, trying to work out. But I must say, like, I I loved it when you guys lost to Collingwood last week. That was amazing. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing, like, they were saying, oh, you know, there was that article that said, oh, Carlton's everyone's second team. I'm like, that is not a fucking thing. But it, it just goes through cycles as to who is my 18th team. And you guys really... You really sit well in there for me. That's actually a really way, good way to put it. <laughs> Instead of all this talk about second teams, who's yeah. the 18th team? 
Yeah, I, th- I think it's Hawthorne because we've been doing this show and you started out. I mean, the first three years we did this show, you won flags. Like, why the fuck did I continue after that? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, but I think it's a. I think I think I think your ambition, like your hope for your team, is that I hate it with a passion. Like, yes, I think that absolutely. Would be, yeah, yeah, because that means we're successful. Yeah, yeah, because the last like say uh, eight years we've been doing the show, you've just been we've been a laughing stock. It's not yeah. even enjoyable you're just like ah oh, they're fucked yeah it's and and, like, and it's been unfortunate because we just haven't been able to get any material out of it like <laughs> yeah that's true it's true we're gonna hit the road we are junk time for pod at gmail twitter facebook and the gram go hooks and go blues <laughs>